Do you want to uh, plant a hardwood? You lead the way and I'll follow here. Grab a, grab a hardwood up, a couple of hardwoods. All right. While I was there to do a story on volunteers planting trees on the Trees for Tomorrow campus in Eagle River, I couldn't resist planting one myself when Carl Wusso asked if I wanted to. Wusso digs through boxes of saplings looking for some different species. He ends up grabbing some spruces and black cherry. Yeah, now these are a little bit long, so we'll end up cutting some of these roots because you can't put the root in on a J. The tree will not survive. The root has got to go straight down. First, Wusso shows me how it's done, taking a flat shovel with wings to put your feet on to help shove it into the earth. And then you just rock this forward and back until you get your hole. Lift it up. Another volunteer, Scott Heffernan, comes over with the spruce sapling. Let's go straight down. Kind of go deeper than it belongs or whatever and then pull it back up. Then it's my turn. (laughs) There you go. You got it. Stomp it down. And with that, I planted a tree. Only 3,100 to go. That's the goal the U.S. Forest Service had in replanting that particular part of the Trees for Tomorrow campus this weekend. Chad Kirschbaum is the district ranger for the Eagle River Florence District. The Forest Service and, and Trees for Tomorrow, we've been working together since 1944. Kirschbaum and the volunteers were working on the Forest Service side of the property on Friday. For years, the two organizations had been taking inventory and planning how to make the forest safer for school groups and the people who come to visit. We wrote what's called a silvicultural prescription to um, describe how we're going to harvest an area and what we're going to replant after we harvest, what the goals and objectives are uh, of doing that type of work in an area. And uh, we had that all ready to go, and then Eagle River got hit by a, a windstorm in 2021. That storm produced 80-mile-per-hour winds that knocked down trees and power lines that people and utility companies were picking up after for weeks. The Forest Service eventually had a timber sale to clean up the area on the Trees for Tomorrow campus. Kirschbaum points out the different areas where the brush and trees were significantly thinner than the rest of the woods around us. Those were some damaged pockets that we cut damaged trees out of. And then on the west side of the property over there, there's a red pine plantation that had a lot, sustained a lot of damage as well. And we harvested back there to, to get that storm damage cleaned up. And that kind of runs along the west uh, boundary of the property here. Now that the hazardous trees are removed, it's time to start regrowing the forest. Thanks to the inventory done before the storm, the Forest Service and Trees for Tomorrow had a good idea of what should be going back in. But Kirschbaum says good forest management is more than replacing what was lost. It's knowing the environment and how it's likely to change in the future. You know, what species are going to be best adapted to survive here in Wisconsin, say 50 to 100 years from now, knowing some of the things that are likely to happen as the climate changes. So uh, so the, the key there is to pick the right species, but then also, too, we want a, a diversity of species because, you know, we don't know 100% which ones are going to do the best. They're all in the box. Burr oak, white cedar, and black walnut. Now those tend to be swamp trees and that's a little dry. It's not just climate change these trees are going to have to contend with if they're going to survive. The hardwoods they're planting are particularly susceptible to Eagle River's healthy deer population. Tall, stiff, cylindrical neck covers were placed over those saplings and secured with a stake to help give them a better chance. 
Invasive species present another challenge. That's where Rosie Page with Wisconsin Headwaters Invasives Partnership comes in. Um, I'm actually here to follow up on a thistle treatment. A few days ahead of the tree planting, she and people from the Blackwell Job Corps based out of Leona were doing herbicide treatments to try and get rid of the thistle that's slowly been spreading on the property. Using herbicides is never the first thing that we do, but it is one of the tools that we can use um, for fighting invasive species. And the reason we do that is that it's the most efficient way um, to target one species particularly so that our baby trees can flourish. As I wrapped up my interview with Paige, Wuso comes back over to let me know that in the couple minutes I was talking with her, he and Heffernan were able to plant a couple dozen trees. He's excited to be able to volunteer with the tree planting, not just because of his love of nature, but because Trees for Tomorrow was the place that inspired that love. I was in elementary, no, not elementary, junior high school, uh, seventh grade, 1957. I came to Trees for Tomorrow on a scholarship, and I got so excited and interested in natural environment and forestry that I actually went into biological sciences as a profession. It's that sense of community that Kirschbaum says has been one of the best parts of working on this project. We've got Trees for Tomorrow as partners. We've got some uh, other nonprofit organizations that have been helping us out. We've got the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, um, uh, some private businesses that have been helping. So it's just a nice community project to uh, you know, do some replanting here in Eagle River. For WXPR's The Stream, I'm Katie Thorson in Eagle River.